it's episode 90, if you can believe that, Brian. Episode 90. We're, we're creeping up on the century mark, Rube. We Rube. really are, of, <laughs> of uh, Viking 360. Good to, good to see you today. Uh, Friday was a big day uh, for, it was sort of like the, uh, the Emmys of uh, Ripley High School Awards, especially uh, we're, we're noting the uh, athletic awards, but Athlete of the Year is something that everybody looks forward to learning uh, each year. And uh, this year, the, um, the Female Athlete of the Year was Jaden Casto. Jaden Casto, obviously a, uh, a, a deserving winner, Rube. She's a fantastic uh, athlete in track, particularly. Uh, uh, she's had a great career on Lady Viking track team, and uh, many congratulations to her. And a three-sport man is the winner of the Male Athlete of the Year in Caden Hall. Yeah, we've gotten used to seeing Caden compete uh, from the time school begins in August until it ends in June as he goes from football to basketball to baseball. So congratulations, Rube, to Caden Hall. A fantastic career and uh, uh, well-deserved honor. And Brian, uh, I believe we would be remiss if we did not mention another athlete, uh, Matthew Moore II. And I understand he was recognized uh, today as the Ripley High School Student of the Year. What a, what a, what a student. What an amazing young man, uh, Rube, when you talk about uh, the hours he dedicates uh, to football and wrestling uh, and then being able to hold a grade point average like he does. Uh, he's going to be a very successful young man wherever he ends up going. Congratulations, Matthew. And talking about episode 90, Brian, I guess you could call uh, your interviews this week pretty much uh, the coach's corner. Yeah, stole that, I guess, maybe from Coach Marino uh, when he used to write that article for you at the Jackson Herald. Uh, but, yes, had a chance to sit down with uh, Viking head coach baseball, uh, Shane Casto, talking about their recent struggles on the diamond, uh, how they're trying to fight through that to get ready for sectional play. And then opposite end of the spectrum, Rube, Coach Ken Swisher's team, red hot, 15-4. and four, uh, When this episode drops uh, on third, or on Friday, rather, and uh, they got a couple of games uh, coming up over the weekend. So they're going to be going into to postseason play red hot. So it's cool to hear their perspective. And, Brian, I talked to a couple track athletes, uh, the aforementioned uh, Jaden Casto, who is an excellent uh, middle distance runner on the uh, Lady Viking track team, and also Jasmine Parsons. And she is a pole vaulter who is reaching new heights uh, for uh, Ripley High. Also, I spoke, spoke with Olivia Gandy. She is on the women's soccer team at Marshall University, but she was attending the men's national championship game uh, down in North Carolina, and she talks about that. Also, we spoke with uh, Christopher Jordan, a great Ripley High School baseball player, an All-Stater, and who's wrapping up just a fantastic career uh, down at West Virginia State. He was a three-sport athlete at Ripley High, graduating with the class of 1969 and won a championship as the coach of Lady Viking softball back in 2009. Here's Lady Viking softball coach, Ken Swisher. Coach, thanks for being with me. Oh, you're welcome. This is an interesting time right now. We're just loading up and getting ready for the tournament. Coach, talk about your team. Uh, wow, 14-3 and three start. Uh, you're averaging eight and a half runs per game. Uh, you've been on quite a tear uh, through here, The uh, I guess, two-thirds of the way through the season. 
you know, uh, we, we felt that was our strength this year was our hitting. But also now I, I think one of our strengths is our defense. I, th- I thought we had a good defense, but it, it needed to get some experience. And we made some plays the other night that were just completely outstanding. And, and you know, it, kids – Kids feel it. You can tell that they know they're good. They they uh, really come to play and uh, they anticipate winning. Coach, have you ever had a team that was a power hitting team quite like this one? I mean, seems like up and down your lineup, you've got girls that can uh, hit it out of the park. No, this is exciting. Uh, fans are telling me all the time that, that they really enjoy watching us play because you never know who's going to launch one, and, and then sometimes it's two, and, and and occasionally you'll get three within an inning or two, and, and it's fun to watch these kids, and they play hard. 17 games in for you. You've won eight of those. Uh, you've scored double digits. Uh, you talk about not just a team that can hit it out, but you talk about a team that can play small ball, a team that can move runners over via hit and run, uh, laying down bunts. Uh, do you feel like your team is the complete team offensively? I feel like we've come a long ways. Uh, that's one thing you have to work a lot on. Off season, uh, a lot of these uh, travel teams and stuff, they they really don't do much bunting or or uh, movement of, of runners very often. And we have to teach a, a skill that is the bunt is so important at this level, and the hit and run is also important, especially when you're against one of the top pitchers in the state. And we've faced about four top pitchers in the state this year, and that hopefully that's going to pay off at the end of the year. Tell me about your uh, pitching staff. I know it's a pitching staff that uh, uh, you feel like can probably take you to the States. We know your offense can do that. But in order to, to win state championships and get to the States, you have to have some pretty good pitching. Oh, exactly. And we're just tickled to death with Chloe. Chloe's our senior pitcher. She's our leader. She goes out and gives us 100% every night. And she has done an exceptional job here lately against some really good teams and given our, our chance to, for our offense to, to do their job. And, you know, then we've got two sophomores, uh, Ellie and Sydney. Both of them are, are very good pitchers for their age. And uh, they uh, are coming along and give us a good backup in case uh, Chloe's off a little bit. Coach, uh, they talk, you start talking in terms of, of defense winning championships when people talk about football and basketball. Is it still the same thing when you get into baseball and softball, defense and pitching is what wins championships? Well, we think that uh, most of the time it's defense, but you've got to score. And uh, it's like any, anything else. Uh, if you have a good defense and you can put up three or four runs, you, you have a good chance to win this thing. And, that, you know, we expect they end up in the States and uh, that's a goal. It's been a goal from the beginning, and we talk about it all the time. And uh, these kids are—they're uh, ready to go. The coach, you got a team that's fourteen and three, uh, a very well-rounded team that can hit it, can pitch, can play defense. As the head coach, I know there are things that you probably nitpick, and and that you want to see your team get better at. What are some of those things uh, as you approach postseason with with only seven regular season games remaining? Well, as far as getting better at things, you know, we've, we've tried to get better at everything that we do, uh, make sure that we prepare ourselves for, for each and every game. Uh, just like yesterday, we finally got to get in some hitting practice that we hadn't had for a while, and I think it affected a 
few of our late games here, but you know, you've got to continue uh, getting your heading practices in. You, you've got to approach games uh, as, as if uh, you're going to take it at the other team. I've always had that philosophy that if you attack the other team and put the pressure on them, that usually good things happen to you. Be aggressive. Don't take too many pitches and um, always be ready. And if our pitchers throw strikes, uh, our defense will be on their toes and ready to play. Even as good as your team is, I, I feel like Every team that wins a championship gets a break here or there, no matter what level of, of sport you're playing, no matter what sport you're playing. Uh, this team, given a break or two, uh, is it fair to say they, they have state championship capability? Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, it'll come down. Every, every big game has a break or two. And when, when you give a team a second chance, uh, a lot of times they bury you. That they make you pay for it and gives you a couple extra runs that, that you wasn't anticipating getting. And, and if this team gets those breaks, we could do it. Coach, congratulations on a great season thus far and uh, continued success to you and your Lady Vikes. Thank you. Go Lady Vikes. And the Lady Vikings will uh, wrap up a busy week with a doubleheader on Saturday at Viking Park. They'll be taking on the Wheeling Park Patriots. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking Apparel, made right here in Ripley. His grandfather, Dick Casto, played baseball at Ripley High. His father, Kevin Casto, was a Viking shortstop. He was an All-State uh, player at Ripley High who went on to win a state championship, and now his son Bryson is a standout on the Ripley Middle School baseball team. Here's Viking coach Shane Casto. Shane, thanks for being with me. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Coach, uh, it's been a tough uh, road to hoe here for the last few weeks for you, no question about that. You've lost five in a row. You've lost eight of nine. Uh, searching for answers uh, as uh, the season starts to wind down. Yeah, I mean, we're struggling bad right now, especially at the plate. We, um, you know, we, we can't string anything together. Um, you know, we'll get a guy on, you know, walk or a hit, and then we'll pop a couple guys up, or they'll pop us up a couple, and, you know, we get out of it or we'll take strike three. And, you know, we just, we're, we're just in a funk right now and trying to shake things up a little bit, hopefully get us going, and, and that hasn't worked. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that they can just kind of fight and play their way through it. And, you know, the again, that we've talked about a ton, the youth and inexperience, just just kind of make them fight through it and, and try to get them tougher along the way. And eventually something kind of get going for them, maybe a hit will fall or get through or, you know, we'll, we'll squeak something, something out and kind of get us rolling. Some bright spots, though, Coach. Since May 1st, uh, you got a couple of underclassmen who have played fantastic. Caleb Swisher and Isaiah Casto have both uh, batted over 300. Caleb batting 314, Isaiah batting 310. Those two guys have combined for 30% of your hits since May 1st. Yeah, they've, they've kind of, as the years went on, they you can tell they've gotten a little more comfortable at the plate and, and in the field. And, you know, we've worked them a little bit on the mound, you know, an inning and JV here or there just to kind of get some work because we're going to need them down the road in years to come. And who knows, maybe before this year's out. But, uh, yeah, those two guys, they've, they've kind of, you know, getting better every day, um, you know, little by little. And, and they've been pretty consistent for us all year. 
Coach, your defense uh, has been up and down for you this year. You've had moments where guys have made ESPN highlight-type plays and then moments where uh, the, the routine play uh, goes south and ends up extending an inning, which turns into more runs. Uh, youth and inexperience, uh, is that uh, the issue there, lack of concentration, uh, or all of the above? It's a little bit of all of that. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we, we try to grind our pitchers into, you know, making something happen in three pitches. And, you know, that doesn't always happen. And, of course, we, you know, we don't expect it to happen to every batter either. But a lot of times, you know, if you, if you get long, long at bats, you know, by the hitters and, or we walk guys, well, then that's when the lack of focus kind of, whether you're a freshman or a senior or anywhere in between, you know, you kind of lose focus because you're not getting any action. And then something hit routine to you, it kind of wakes you up a little bit bit and and that's when errors happen and unfortunately for us those errors have happened at crucial times you know it hasn't been just one here or there you know it's been a big one with you know to like you said to kind of extend an inning um but you know that that's baseball and and that stuff does happen you know we're 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 trying to or what we're trying to fix is to, to not carry it over to an at-bat or don't carry that at-bat over to the field and uh again just kind of grind through it and fight through it you talk about pitching. You're pitching Team ERA's 3.3. It's not bad. I uh, feel like you've had some really good outings. Davis has had, a, obviously, two no-hitters, uh, you know, uh, and uh, Cameron's had some good outings. Manley's pitched the ball well. Uh, you've had some young guys come in and pitch well also. Uh, so it feels like this team has the makings uh, of a team that can get hot uh, and make a run in the postseason, but you, the pitching has to, to stay there. Exactly. It, it all starts with pitching. And, uh, you know, our pitchers have done a good job, especially, you know, being in the, the season, type of season we've had where we've, we've crunched it all together and overlapping of sports and, and, and that nature. And, you know, they haven't had the work with Coach Cummings that they generally would have. And, uh, you know, they're, they're learning on the fly. And, you know, Manley's been out there a lot for us this year. We're in, in – years past he hasn't been so you know getting a feel for him and him getting a feel for us and you know Davis has been Davis um you know since he was a freshman you know Cameron again he's another one that hasn't pitched a whole lot for us up until this year um you know we're we're learning them and but for what we've had to go through you know they they've done a good job for us they've given us a chance and you know got us ground balls and pop-ups and the problem you know if we're we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit. They'll get us a quick inning and maybe stop some momentum from, you know, whoever we're playing. We'll come in the dugout, and we need to have a long inning then, and we'll shoot ourselves in the foot and get back out there, and they'll get us out in 10 pitches. And, you know, we've got a and, – and that's the learning part of it that, that we talk to the guys a lot about. And, you know, it's, it comes with just playing a lot, and, and you know, hopefully we're going to get there. Coach, uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, and, and you either uh, laugh about it or it's going to make you cry, but the hitting – uh, has been such an Achilles heel for you over the last couple of weeks. You've needed no hitters to win games. And, and uh, you know, this team is capable uh, of hitting the baseball and putting runs on the board. Uh, but they're going to have to figure out a way to do that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we had a practice day on uh, Monday. Um, had, a, had a day off for the first time in a while. But, uh, you know, we tried to emphasize some things on um, on hitting and – it carried over a little bit last night to Point Pleasant, but but we're not there yet. And unfortunately, you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's going to take multiple days. So, you know, these these days that we have JV games before the varsity, you know, they've got to go back to the cage or off the tee and work on that stuff and, and eventually get that to carry over into games. And, and that just, again, just from the lack of, of being able to work and practice at it, you know, and it's not going to happen overnight. 
you got nine regular season games uh, left, you can uh, certainly make some hay. You've got some really good opponents, one starting uh, on Wednesday night uh, with Hurricane in town. And, uh, you know, so a win in that game, and, and boy, confidence can go a long way. Huge, huge. It, it, it You know, this, these guys need a statement win, and they haven't had – we've had some good wins. We've, we've beaten some quality teams, but hung tough with some quality teams, but we haven't been able to just solidify that signature win. And, and no better way to do it than to get one against Hurricane tonight. You know, number two ranked team in Double A. They've only lost one game. Um, you know, so what do we have to lose? We just need to go play. You know, and we talked last night a little bit after the game. You know, on paper, you know, are we supposed to win? Probably not. But you know what? We don't play the game on paper either. So you know, if we go out there, hit our spots, keep the ball down, put the ball in play. You know, I like our chances, but we have to do those things against it, whether it's Hurricane or anybody else we play. Coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. And the Vikings will wrap up the week on Friday with a trip to Riverside, and they play Saturday at St. Albans. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. She plays on the Marshall University women's soccer team, and Olivia Gandy was there in the crowd when the Thundering Herd men's soccer team made history by winning the NCAA National Championship. We're talking with uh, Olivia Gandy, who is a member of the women's soccer team at Marshall University, but she also was in the crowd uh, down in Cary, North Carolina, when the uh, men's team for the Thundering Herd uh, won the national championship. So, Olivia, uh, tell me about that atmosphere down there. Uh, I know there were a lot of Thundering Herd fans down there. Yeah, so the crowd was completely green and white. Like, the whole town of Huntington was there, basically. And it was just a great atmosphere. Like, the moment, like, the boys won, it was just so surreal. Everyone rushed the field. We were all just very happy for those boys. And tell me about the uh, the connection between uh, the women's team at Marshall and, and the men's team at Marshall. How much interaction is there uh, between the two? We all support each other outside of soccer. We hang out, you know. We're basically family. And I guess uh, probably the... Uh, it was a really a peak moment, not only for the, the men's soccer team, but also the women's soccer team and the entire uh, Marshall sports community. Yes, I hope it brings in a lot more people because we need that. We really needed that. All right, let's talk about your soccer career. And I understand after a, a season uh, down in Huntington, you are going to be playing uh, this summer in the state of North Carolina. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I was talking to my coach at the end of the season. I mean, we didn't really have this season that we wanted. So I was like, I want to like, get better coach. Like, I want to play over the summer. And uh, so he said, uh, I, 
kind of have connections down in Charlotte because he used to coach down at uh, UNC Charlotte. And my aunt actually was down here, so I was like, that's perfect. Like, I can move in with her, and he ended up giving this coach a call, and it worked out perfectly. So uh, tell me about the team. Uh, just tell me about the what you'll be doing down there. Yeah, so the team is called uh, Charlotte Independent. It's the Women's Premier Soccer League. And, like, it's semi-pro, so it's a lot of high-level training and games. It's been pretty intense so far. Very good. Uh, Olivia, uh, congratulations uh, on your season and your career as it's progressing, and uh, go Herd! Yes, thank you. This Ripley graduate continues to rack up awards as part of a baseball program at West Virginia State. As we hear in this conversation, Christopher Jordan and the Yellow Jackets just keep winning. West Virginia State won the Mountain East Conference Tournament, and one of the key reasons for that happening was uh, none other than Ripley High graduate uh, Christopher Jordan, who was named to the um, all-tournament team. Christopher, congratulations on a, an outstanding season and uh, capped by an outstanding tournament. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it was... It was left in the stretch, and then we had to give the protocol that canceled our UC series, and we only got to practice once before the conference tournament. So he was telling me we to practice once and won the conference tournament. Probably would have told you your line, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but finished the season with a record of uh, 32 wins, only eight losses, and then uh, to come back in the tournament, that is a uh, tough um, six-team tournament, and uh, uh, to lose the uh, the tournament opener and then bounce back with consecutive wins, including uh, defeating the team out of that uh, winner's bracket 9-3 uh, to three in the finals to win the whole thing. That's uh, quite an accomplishment uh, for your Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I mean, Concord's a very tough team. They had favorite protocol during the year. And once they finally got everybody back, they put it together, and they were a tough team to beat. And yeah, I knew it was going to be a hard task for us to beat them twice in the championship Sunday, but our group of guys, man, we've, no matter how bad it looks, we just stick together and we make sure the job gets done. And on the season, uh, Christopher, I saw that you had carried a 365 batting average, and that was impressive. But I think equally uh, as impressive was the fact that over your last 20 games uh, at third base, committed only one error over the last 20 games. So just a, a fantastic way to, to cap your career at uh, West Virginia State. Yeah, so... I, uh, I was at shortstop in the fall, and then, you know, I was getting older, and our third baseman was a little younger than I, I am, and they were like, we're going to switch you guys to, and I was like, I'm perfectly fine with that, and it took me a little bit to get myself a third, and once I settled in, I mean, it was just matches that came, and I loved playing over there. It was much easier on me play after the whole season at third than it was at shortstop. And Christopher, I've followed your baseball career since your little league days. I remember 
uh, a dramatic uh, Little League State Tournament uh, Championship game down at uh, Cerrito Canova was uh, an exciting game there, and that led uh, to a trip uh, down to Georgia. And uh, we were your team was uh, one victory away from the uh, Little League World Series. And then in uh, high school, of course, advancing to the uh, AAA uh, state tournament down at Appalachian Power Park, and and now you're advancing on to a um, NCAA uh, collegiate regional tournament. So, uh, can you compare the three? Was there uh, <laughs> which one was? The, if you had to say which one was the biggest thrill, what would you say? The biggest thrill. I mean, I'd probably have to say the NCAA regional because, I mean, making it there as a talent that older kids I've played against younger have turned into, and the guys from out of state. I mean, it's it's un, it's unbelievable to how much talent is in Division Two baseball, and it shows you more of what a player you are. I mean, being one game away from the Little League World Series, that's, that's everybody's dream at that age. And when you get to high school, everybody's dream is to play in the state tournament. And when you're in college, you want to make the regionals in the World Series. But overall, I would say the NCAA regional, but all of them are milestones at the age you're playing. No doubt. And Christopher, what some people may may not realize is that you have already earned uh, your undergraduate degree uh, down at State. So tell us the academic side of Christopher Jordan. Well, <clears throat> coming out of high school, I was, I was never really a big school person. I came on my visit down here at West Virginia State, and the first thing Coach Sean Wood said to me was, I'm going to bust your butt on academics. And he did that. And I turned out to find something I like going in, which uh, my undergrad in finance. And I ended up being the first one to graduate in my family. So he really, he promised me that I would graduate and he helped me along the way to achieve that goal. Excellent. And now, and now I'm working on a, I just finished my first year of a master's program. I honestly never would have thought I would have came back for a master's program, but the way it's going now, you almost need one. Yeah. To, to get good jobs out in the world now. And, and Christopher, uh, uh, even after your your career at State is over, uh, baseball, you may not be through with baseball. I know at one time you told me that if you weren't playing baseball, you hoped to be coaching baseball or, or somehow involved uh, in a baseball atmosphere. Uh, is that still true today? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, people who play a long time, say they don't want to coach and sometimes that comes true but I, I feel like I'm the person that I'll never leave baseball I mean I'll always be a part of it somehow if I can't play any longer I mean I feel like I'd be a pretty good coach so I mean I'd like to coach at the college level preferably so that might be a after I finish 
plan that might be, I might come back to state and try to be an assistant or find somewhere else. I mean, I don't think I'll ever leave baseball. Christopher, congratulations. Uh, just an amazing uh, baseball career for you, beginning with Little League all the way up through high school, and now uh, good luck in the NCAA uh, regionals. Uh, do you know where that tournament is going to be played at, at this time? Yeah, so it came out last week. It will be played at the University of Charleston. Really? That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, nice and cool. I'll take them for a little road trip somewhere in Pennsylvania, but hey, we just stay at home playing Charleston. Good deal. Christopher, great job. Thank you very much. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking Apparel made right here in Ripley. They are two of the reasons why Ripley High's track team continues to score among the leaders this spring in track and field. Senior middle distance runner Jaden Casto and sophomore pole vaulter Jasmine Parsons are hoping for more of the same as they prepare for the regional tournament. She flies through the air with the greatest of ease, and by that I'm talking to Ripley High sophomore pole vaulter Jasmine Parsons. And Jasmine, that's pretty neat. You recently had your personal best in the event, and, and the pole vault is an event that um, the Ripley High Lady Vikings are racking up some points. <laughs> yes. I was very excited whenever I got that. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> what has been your personal best? Uh, from the last meet, nine foot. Okay, and you were telling me that you started pole vaulting back in your middle school days. Yes, eighth grade. And what attracted you to the sport back in eighth grade? Uh, all my friends were starting to do it, and I thought it looked really fun, and it looked really cool to go upside down and get over a bar so I thought I'd try it out. And Jasmine tell me that sensation of being basically nine feet in the air and being inverted. It's very fun and it's just a really good feeling to go over the bar. And Ripley has been racking up some points in the pole vault event many times uh, as you mentioned placing not only first, but also second and third. Who are the other pole vaulters of the, on the team in addition to yourself? Um, there's Maya Phelan, Morgan Shanklin, Emily Fraser, and Gwyneth Yandy. Okay, and what, what is your goal for this year? Well, I'm As we get close to the regionals and everything here. Well, shooting to get to double digits, at least a 10 or 10-6. That would be great, yeah. Uh, so, so um, Jasmine, tell me about the other events in addition to the pole vault. Uh, running events? Yeah, that, that you're in. Well, I do hurdles and I do 4x1 and 4x2. Very good. And who runs on that 4x4 uh, four four, uh, with you? There's my... I'm sorry, I said 4x4. Four yeah. four. I meant 4x2. Four 4 oh, and 4 by yeah. 1. Um, there was Maya, Mia, Casso, and Morgan Shanklin. Very good. 
All right. Well, good deal. Keep um, keep vaulting and good luck. Thank you. <laughs> We're talking with Lady Viking senior Jaden Casto, and Jaden is a major contributor to the Lady Viking track team as we were talking about the last uh, meet was up at Parkersburg South uh, High School and she placed in the 400. She placed in the 800 meters. She placed in the 4x400 meter relay and she was on the first place uh, 4x800 meter relay team. So uh, you're you're doing a lot out there for this for this team. Yeah, that was a big meet. We really stacked on the events this past week, so that was a tough race, but it was good. Jaden, let's talk about uh, that relay. Who are the other people involved in that event with you? And and tell me what the key is to having a successful relay team. So we've kind of switched it out all year, but currently we're looking at uh, myself, Opal Huffman, Tori Fisher, and Haley McCune. And I think we should have a pretty set um, team with that. And with all of us being so close together with our times, we really have a pretty strong team. You know, other teams don't always have like a competitive four together, but I have a lot of confidence in us because I know that everybody will always pull through. So we can have a pretty solid time most of the time. Is this a relay team that can uh, that can make some noise when it comes to the regional and perhaps the uh, the state meet competitions? Yes, we are hoping to. Right now, we're placed up pretty high in the state. I think we're third right now, and we're favored to win our region. So hopefully, we'll do so with that and um, pull through a good race. Because I mean, for the past few years, we've qualified, but we haven't really like placed up there high in state. So that's definitely a big goal for this year. And I have a lot of confidence with that. Jaden, uh, we're getting close to graduation time for <laughs> yourself. And I know you have some definitive plans for yourself <laughs> and what lies ahead. So why don't you just share that with us? Uh, what do you see yourself doing uh, next year and for, say, five years down the road? <laughs> yes, I have actually decided to attend um, cosmetology school in Morgantown starting in July. So that'll be a 14-month program, and I'll be ready to work right after that and I'll also be um, going for a business degree through WVUP. So. so is your goal to have your own um, cosmetology related business that at some point in time? Eventually yes I think that is uh, part of the plan so we'll see. <laughs> uh, well great um, great uh, success to you in the upcoming track meets as you finish up and as you move um, above and beyond up in Morgantown. Good luck. Thank you. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.